So this was, I thought, a useful story, what to do in a potential crowd crush and how to survive it. Um, this is from the Washington Post about uh, an event that occurred, an unfortunate event in Seoul, South Korea with a... Um, uh, a Halloween gathering, and it was an event known as a crowd crush that happened and caused more than 150 deaths. Um, experts in crowd, crowd management say that public safety officials and event organizers should be held responsible for keeping people safe at loud at large events. But once a risky crowd situation starts to develop, there are some steps that you can take to reduce your risk and improve your chances of survival. So here are a few important t uh, tips to get you uh, started to start thinking about this stuff. So crowd density can shift very quickly, and by the time a situation starts to feel risky, the crowd might actually already be packed too tightly for you to leave. But there are some subtle danger signs that you can look out for. If the crowd is moving and then slows, that's a sign that density is increasing. And listening to the crowd sounds is important. If you hear people complaining about discomfort and cries of distress, then it's a signal that things are getting out of control. So you should pay attention to your instincts, right? A lot of people don't do that. They don't pay attention to their instincts. They're at a, like, well, I paid all this money and you know to get to this uh, uh, event, and I'm going to listen to this music, and I want to go down to the front and hear the band, et cetera, et cetera. But if you hear people talking about how they're getting crushed and how they can't breathe, and it's getting too tight and you hear, and you still have a chance to get out of there you should take that opportunity a lot of people at this event in Seoul actually said that they felt like the situation was becoming unsafe, and some of them did leave because they trusted their instincts. So once the crowd density begins to exceed about five people per square meter, so that's about 11 square feet, the situation is already potentially dangerous. Crowd experts have estimated that there were about eight to 10 people per square meter in this tragedy in, in South Korea. Now, while it can be difficult sometimes to gauge crowd density, you're going to notice when you're starting to feel confined, and that means that it's time to leave. As soon as you start to feel like you're losing autonomy, that's the key. That's when you start to get in a situation where your movement is not your own and you're at the whim of physics. Then it becomes very difficult for you to move independently. And if you can, you should remove yourself. Keep your eyes open and look for the most obvious escape route. One of the most practical things that you can do is, of course, wear sensible shoes. If you plan to be in a crowd, staying on your feet is essential to surviving dangerous crowd conditions. People often step on each other, so wearing sturdy shoes can protect your feet and improve your stability. Situational awareness is another key. If you're in a crowded club or an indoor concert venue, you want to be aware of the exits, not just those closest to you. When there was a station nightclub fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island, they had multiple exits, but people surged toward the main exit and it resulted in a crowd crushed that left people trapped. So the conventional knowledge is you take the exit closest to you to get out, but that doesn't work if everyone else is doing it too. So for outdoor events, you want to look at a map, uh, before you attend so you're aware of potential escape routes, side streets and choke points like narrow streets or dead ends, things like that that you want to avoid. Concerts, events with assigned seating are typically safer than standing room only or festival seating, obviously. But you want to kind of like pre-visualize before you go. Ask ask yourself, what if the crowds get out of control? What if a barricade collapses or a shooting occurs? What's going to be my response? Where are the exits, the fire extinguisher, or safe haven? You know, my wife and I, we have like, um, you know, a plan, uh, an escape plan at home for if there's ever a home invasion. Um, and we're talking about our fire safety plan as well. If you do that for your home, you should do it for events and things like that too. It's a good idea. So what should you do if you are in a crowd crush? It's already too late. You get there, right? People are, you know, are dying around you from asphyxia. You're tied 
you're packed in so tightly that your lungs can't expand. You know, one of the things that you want to do is you want to go with the flow. It's tempting to kind of try and resist the flow or or the pressure of the crowd, but you're probably not going to win against the mass of humanity. You want to keep your feet in a boxer-like stance with your feet apart, one foot in front of the other, and knees slightly bent, right? So, a nice little boxer stance, right? 50% of your weight on one foot, 50% of your weight on the other foot, one foot slightly in front of the other, bend your knees. That's a boxer stance, right? It's important to keep your hands up, right? Once crowds get packed too tightly, your hands can be pinned at your by your side. Use your dominant hand to grab your opposite forearm. This creates a sort of shield in front of your chest with your elbows as a brace against other bodies. So, that will help protect your chest and maintain a breathing zone. If you have a backpack, turn it forward over your chest, right? Short people are at higher risk of restricted oxygen than tall people. Obviously, don't bring children into crowds, but if that happens, put them on your shoulders or hold them and have them wrap their legs around your waist. Don't try dragging them by the arm. You know, shouting is a waste of energy and oxygen. Most crowd crushes are relatively quiet as people are working together to try and help each other. Stay calm. Keep your head up for maximum air. If you drop your phone or any other item, let it go. Once you bend down to pick something up, you're unlikely to get back up. If you fall or trip, try your best to get back on your feet. But if you can't, your odds of surviving are best if you go into a fetal position on your left side and protect your head. You're most vulnerable if you're on your back or your stomach, right? Okay. Every crowd is different though. Um, it's definitely a big tragedy, something to look out for and something to make yourself aware of, right? It's a good good reason to avoid crowds. Good argument for just staying home, says a lot of people. Yes, that's true. Okay, we got to go. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us on Monday. We're glad to have you here. We'll be back tomorrow on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!